Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. I'm here with Rhonda and we're ready to dive into another great conversation today. And we just want to invite the Holy Spirit to be a part of this conversation, to bring about an awakening moment for us and for you as we dive into this. But I think as we kind of come up to a brand new year, the change of a new year, it's always a time to look back, look forward, seek the Lord for an anchoring word or a scripture or something you're sensing for the new year, something to hold you, something to anchor you in what might be, what the things that we don't know that are going to happen. Um, Ron, did you have any words that are stirring on your heart as you enter into the next year? Wow, that's a really loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that because of where I'm at right now in my life. And I feel in years past, I've sought God, I've gone through scripture, found a scripture, or I've had a prophetic word, or God's just spoken just a word to me. This year, I actually feel like the prophetic word is what I'm living. Hmm. And so I'm not really coming into this year kind of like, this is what this year is going to be. I'm kind of like, I'm on this wave of what I'm experiencing right now. And I actually received a prophetic word probably, well, it was actually when we bought this house, I had a prophetic word for the house. And so maybe I'll just kind of go into this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Because I think this is really interesting for maybe some of you that are listening, this might be a real comfort to you. It might also help you to identify what your word is going into 2024. So first off, you know, if you don't have a word, what we're just talking about here is we do love to say, okay, I want to focus intentionally on something that you're doing in our lives. Obviously God can do whatever he wants, but there will be these sacred echoes that you'll start to feel, whether it's a scripture, scriptures start to just continually be repeated with the same word or the same message, or there's an area of your life you feel like God keeps revealing his attribute about that he wants you to lean into. It's just a bit of an intentionality to allow God to shape a specific area of our life to be more like him. Yeah. Right. Or that he's highlighting something. He's bringing something to light. He's focusing on something. And it's usually part of like a preparation Mm. where he's preparing us for what we're going to walk through. And we're going to need to understand it or anchor to it or have vision to get through because the other side might it it might be a little bit of a struggle to get to the other side, right? So God anchors us in these spaces in a beautiful way as we, as we seek him. But I, I kind of love even how you're starting this conversation, Rhonda, because, you know, even how you seek God for the word or how you receive the sense of what that word is can be so unique and different Mm -hmm. every single year. It's Mm -hmm. not necessarily just, oh, do these three things. You're going to get your word. They can come in all kinds of different ways. It could, it could come out of a conversation with a friend. It could come just highlighted to your spirit in a worship service. It could come as you're reading the word and something highlights or pops out to you. It could come, like you said, like a sacred echo that you seem to see this word over and over again, or you hear it every time someone says it. And it's like standing out to you or highlighted to you. It's so unique how the Holy Spirit wants to bring these words to life or bring them alive in us. And sometimes they're these profound experiences. Sometimes they're lived experiences. And sometimes they're super subtle to the point where you're like, I'm not really sure. Might be this. Like you're, you don't really know because it's, it's so soft. It's so subtle. You're unsure. And 
I love the idea of receiving these words because it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't matter it's not no. like about whether i'm right or not or your words better than mine totally <laughs> like, it's a it competition does, who has like, the best work yeah yeah exactly exactly like it doesn't no, really no, matter at the at end all. of the day it could be a word that's going to anchor us for two weeks it could be an, a word that's going to anchor us for the whole year it doesn't matter we're just but posturing or posturing ourselves to listen is the beautiful part. That's the mm. beautiful part. Just taking time to sit quiet with the Lord, taking time to invite him and to posture yourself to say, I'm listening. Like I'm listening. I, I want you to anchor me. I want you to speak to me. What are you doing? Where are you at work in my story right now? What is it that you want me to see God that I can't see right now? Like taking the time to sit in that. So we just encourage you, if you have time over the holidays, if you have time coming into the month of January, like take time. We're going to go into a season of prayer and fasting. Take time and just listen. Just sit and listen. It's not about the result. It's not about the word you get per se. It really is just about the listening and the journey of listening and, and just learning to tune yourself, attune mm. yourself to the voice and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So that's the beautiful part of all of this that I just think is so beautiful, right? Oh, it's I not the that. end result of no. what words you get, but we're going to talk a little bit about our processes this year and what God's speaking. Yeah, I think honestly, that's Lori, that's a wonderful way of just kind of bringing it all together of how you can receive a word from God. And at the end result is that we become more like Jesus and he reveals himself through us, in us, to us, to the world. Like that's exactly how God does it. He kind of highlights something because there, God is very intentional and in how he's working us through step by step moment by moment he's working us through and so this year feels very unique for me um honestly like even coming into the season i'm usually extremely heightened in my prayer time and really seeking god and what's this year going to look like coming up and god what do you have like you know just speak to my heart paying attention quieting i'm in like such a season of chaos that i've been thrown in unexpectedly so as you've been following along on the podcast i've been sharing very transparently about this whole house situation and i'm really even debating how i'm even to take it to another place like in my own life of sharing a bit more open about what God's been doing and how he's been speaking because like I'm chronicling in it. the journey a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah. Being a bit more intentional with it because it's actually probably been one of the most difficult seasons of my life for, and I'm not trying to be dramatic here. I'm, I'm being legit in my conversations and I don't think even Laura, you've seen me cry so much. My family's seen me cry so much. I have leaky eyes. You, I'll be fine one minute and all of a sudden something will happen and I just break down crying. And I just feel like we've gone through like Jan, it's been a journey in the past 25 years we've been married, but you know, I've talked about cancer journey and how we handled that and how we walked through this. This would probably be the secondary most difficult season. And what I'm alluding to and I, and this is what we've said, what's real to you and what's hard to you is hard to you. Okay. So in no way is there a comparison because I do know yeah. it's really difficult when you do. You don't have, have to qualify. That's exactly. You don't have to There's a pressure like that comes on you. And I think we can even identify that. Yeah. How many times we're going that. through something and we feel like we actually can't share how hard something is because. We've got to qualify it. We've got to qualify. Yeah. Someone else is going through something harder or yeah. whatever. And I think I should be thankful. I should be grateful. I shouldn't be upset about this. I should be thanking God. I have a house like. And here I am like, oh my goodness, my house, you know, like, but that's an extra pressure that's actually not of God and it's not healthy and it's emotionally not healthy and it will do you no good. And so I'm going to lean into 
the emotional, the emotional journey that this has been and how this is intentionally leading me into a word that God gave me that is actually was misunderstood when I received this word (laughs) (laughs) to what I'm understanding it to be now. Okay. Okay. So as you know, we've been wanting to move to the country. I'm giving a little quick synopsis. We've been wanting to move to the country. We've been looking at the first 25 years. We've always hit these roadblocks. And this year, Jay really felt, you know, I think this is the year. And we were both like, yeah, it's our 25th year. Wouldn't this be amazing? And so on this journey, we went through a lot of homes this summer. We got our family prepped that we're going to put up our house, our family house up for sale. And uh, anyway, one country property fell through and another one we had originally been looking at came back on the market. And it was just like one fleece after the other kind of worked out. And we ended up buying this house. And I remember the day that we bought this house, I felt like God gave me a word that's going to be a hallmark of his faithfulness. I felt that. And that, that to me was a very strange word. I don't even like hallmark movies. Please don't boo me. I love them. I know my whole, me and your husband love them. Oh yeah. Jay, if you see Jay, you, he will proudly, I, I love I that. actually should get him like he, the shirt and socks this year. Yes, he, yes. It would be hilarious. It would be so good. And he is the only man that I know that loves hallmark movies. So men, if you're out there and you like the hallmark movies, please let us know. Yeah. I just love you. Yeah. I love you so much. And I, you're, yes, I love the Hallmark yeah. movies. Just tell we celebrate you. It's the same plot over and over <laughs> and I can watch them and they're so, they're so just wholesome. They're so wholesome. They touch my heart so much. I love well, a good My family's movie. all in. They always laugh. So like, you want to watch me? I'm like, not a Hallmark. <laughs> I'll watch anything else but a Hallmark. Do your kids like them? Love. Your kids like them too? Love. Wow. Love. Because your kids are into like, you guys like the action movies. Yeah. That's your genre oh, of no, movie. Like, action and fantasy. No, the, the TV's just on all the time but with they, Hallmark oh. movies. They love it. But Jay was the so first. Cute. He I is know, like, I know. He was watching it before it was even cool <laughs> to watch Hallmark movies and before they were even cool. Okay. There was like, they were terrible. Like, they were no, actually, I always watch I think they've upped too. their game. I think yeah, Hallmark yeah. because, well, I mean, there's some of them. Super cheesy and bad acting. <laughs> I love it though. I can't take it. Okay. Well, honestly, I get this word Hallmark and I'm like, that is such a strange like word for us. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Maybe you're going to be in a Hallmark movie this year. <laughs> Just kidding. I think Jay would be way more suited. <laughs> So anyway, he's going to be that like, watch, watch. It's probably going to happen at some point. He'll be in a Hallmark movie and it will be. Imagine if your house was in a Hallmark movie. Oh, Oh my goodness. So anyway, this Hallmark of faithfulness. And I'm like, wow, I was thinking, oh, yeah, this has been a dream. This is literally a hallmark of God's faithfulness. And like, not that God is faithful because he did this. It's because he has heard our hearts. It's just a beautiful part of our journey. We're like, wow, we're just going to celebrate this. That's how you interpret it the first time, right? You hear it. You're, you're just, this has just come through. This dream has just actually been brought into fruition and you get this word. Of course, that's how you're going to think about it. You're going to be like, oh. This is so good. It's so amazing. Like I'm literally picturing the day we get the keys. Yeah. The sun is shining. The doors open. Like literally there's there's sparrows. Birds. And birds. And yes. It's chirping. Like, yeah. The, the light opens a big stair. We walk right. in. It's like. Ah! There's angelic music. <laughs> yeah. Like just amazing. So anyway, as I've shared, I won't go into the whole detail. It's been the absolute opposite. The It has been such a difficult journey. Now, those of you listening, please know we've done all our due diligence moving in. We did move in without inspections and all those types of things. But there's things you don't know till you move in and you start to, things don't work. And all of a sudden you pull something out and then you recognize there's much deeper problems that an inspector can't see with wiring and electrical and then what different snowball effects are going to happen and then roadblocks you hit. And it's just been one thing after another. Okay, so it's been actually 
an extremely painfully disappointing season and a bit traumatizing. I'll be honest. Like it, I actually was like, I wanted to put the house on the market right away and run away and be like, I'm going to live in an apartment. I am done. Right. I, I just want out of this house. Um, just so many issues that have come up. Like the day that you went into <sighs> the kitchen and tried to put your plates in the yeah. cupboard. Yeah. That, that was, yeah, that was a rough one. That right? was a rough day. That was my move in day. Like you were, so, and the plates didn't fit. Yeah. So this would be a little word to the wise. The depth of yeah. the cupboard wasn't deep enough. Is that like, how would you, like you, how would you ever think that you or? open up all the cupboards and you're looking at dishes, but when you're looking at a house, I'm not looking at, Oh, the plates I'm just opening. Okay. We know we got to do a reno maybe in five years, right. update this kitchen, but Oh no, not one plate fits. They were so shallow. The oven doesn't work. And then when we pull out the oven, we realize there's major electrical problems like that. They have so to gut crazy. the kitchen. It was so just like crazy. one thing yeah. after another. Weird things though, too. Weird, weird things like happening. Weird things that you just couldn't see from no. the outside. No, like so weird. Cause it's so beautiful. Like it's so beautiful to look at, but it's so strange, eh? It's so strange. So yeah. it has taken, you know, just even the message we had, um, joy and disappointment, how sometimes a crisis will be come your way, but other times you step into something thinking you've done, you've crossed every T dotted every mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. and it turns you take a on new a job. Dime. You take a new job and it's a horrible environment. You, you know, That's make exactly. a decision about, or you go on a trip and it's a disaster or you, right? Like, so there's all these life decisions that we make that we take yeah. these steps. Yeah. And on the other side of it, you're like, oh, this is... Had I known. Had I known. And this is horrible. Yeah. Why yeah. am I in this situation? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. sometimes it you happens. make a decision and you're like, I probably should have thought that through more. And you beat yourself up. Right, right. For like, you know, I've gone through the whole gamut. What did we miss? How did, how did this happen? How are we in this position now right. where so many things are happening? And you know, I won't even go into the list of details, but it feels like every day there's something else like you'll get your water test and like, Oh, the water was fine when we got it tested. But now like, it just feels like yeah, everything so is strange. strange, like disrupted and problems. So anyway, it's been extremely, extremely difficult and it's been a real robbing season, a lot of ways, but also the wrestling is there's a robbing of joy, but the wrestle has been, um, this incredible, community that's come around the incredible bonding of family the incredible neediness that i've had to lean into that i've talked on other podcasts that that's one of the hardest things for me to do Mm. so what i'm saying about this is you know god gives you a word and please don't be afraid when you get a prophetic word or you get a word but oftentimes I would say, and this still catches me off guard. I okay. Know, I know. Which kind of kicks me in the butt. And I'm yeah. like, I should have got that word and been like, you know what? I'm not buying that house. <laughs> yeah. That is going to be a contended house. Yeah. Like if God's giving me hallmark right. of his faithfulness, I'm like, oh, this is going to be big. So honestly, I was yeah. like, woohoo. When I got, it, I was like, this is going to be like a hallmark, <laughs> almost like, like God's going to just Your do the work. Your fantasy started yeah. and it this was not it. what you thought. So let me read you now. So okay. for whatever reason, I never even Googled the meaning of okay. hallmark. Okay. And it's a very interesting meaning. So hallmark means this, a mark stamped on articles of gold, silver, or platinum in Britain, certifying their standard of purity. A stamp with a hallmark means that it's been hallmarked by work, proper work, like craftsmanship. And I just was like, oh, this actually means refining fire. Like mm. this is going to be, this house is symbolic because I'm in it now. Like mm. we, there's no turning back. We, we dove in two feet. We sold our house, the house that was easy and finished and beautiful and done in the suburbs to the country where there has been difficulty after difficulty, cha-ching, 
cost after cost, so much stress, so much panic during Christmas time, like chaos. God has just said, like, I am stamping on your life, like my mark of purity, of gold, of silver, of like things that are stamped by my work. And that is refining of his faithfulness. And when I think about that, I feel a little overwhelmed, but all that to say, like I've recognized that I did not see that and how many years I've been talking about the prophetic and how many years have I received prophetic words and how many years have I talked about contested words or contested spaces. When we receive prophetic words, it's not to bring fear, but it's actually to bring us anchors of hope that God is doing a work far deeper that had we not had a word to hold on to, we might have just pulled right out. Because if I look back in my life, when I've gotten to the prophetic fulfillments of words, they've usually never looked like what I thought. They've always been much more fulfilling and fruitful than I ever could have realized or imagined. However, the gift was not that I arrived to the prophetic fulfillment. The gift, when I look back, has actually been the process of what God did during the journey of walking me through to that promised place. And even when we think about Moses and we think about his whole journey, I mean, the wilderness for 40 years with a bunch of grumbling like Israelites, we are no different, okay? When he got to the promised land, like there was a, their giants weren't all kicked out. It wasn't easy. It wasn't like God just opened the gates and was like, da da, here you go. They had to go and contest for some land. And there were giants in the land they had to go against. But there was a promise that God had given them. But that journey through the wilderness, we just skip it in scripture. The wilderness journey set them up. Like it set up Joshua, set up different things, but we don't often recognize that the gift is in the wilderness. And sometimes we're going around that same mountain because we actually can't get into that promised land and really receive the fullness of what God has because it's actually about what God's doing in us. It actually has nothing to do with the destination. And that is a really hard pill for me to swallow because I really wanted the house, this destination to be like, this is a new era, a new era of like a promise, a new era of like, probably ease and comfort and yeah, dreams moving up. No, I actually have walked in and this has been, there's some major giants that I'm walking into that I'm like, what? This isn't all cleared out for me because the giants are in me. Like the giants are just not something in front of me. It's the giants are in me that God is refining. And I don't know what the other side looks like, but he's telling me I'm faithful. So I think that's part of the word is like, you're going to go through refining and it's going to be really hard and it's going to test the very things that matter to you. Idolatry, pride, independence, maybe the self-guarded. I'm not really as authentic as I need to be that letting go of false self, all these things that God's going to deal with because on the other side, it's going to be all rooted in the faithfulness of God to get me through, but not just to get me through to get to the other side but to get through, to be changed and transformed so I could actually walk into a different season, different for what God has. And maybe this house is just for a season to do that. <laughs> like, like honestly, or it could be that we end up living there for years. I don't know. But man, it has been uh, probably one of the toughest seasons of our lives. And uh, for those of you that have reached out, thank you so much. And those of you that have come alongside, like even you, Laura, so many of our friends that have just been walking with us, it seems so small, like, oh, it's a house and all these things. No, there's been like major things and it's just been overwhelming. But once again, when I actually read this, I was like, oh, you're refining me. And what is refining? Well, like it said here, you're putting your stamp 
of purity. And that is through the refiner's fire of things being tested and tried to come out as gold. And God is getting rid of a lot of dross, a lot of garbage. But I'm like, really, do you have to do this all right now like this? But that's how he's allowing the circumstance to be used in my life. And we made a decision. I don't want to spiritualize it. Like we felt God, we left, we left with God, but we made a decision. Like we self-imposed this move on ourselves. But in this decision, God has taken the decision in the midst of great disappointment and great trial and great refining that he's doing something very unique. And uh, I don't want to miss it. Do I like it? No. And like we've said, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not God. Many times when it's hard, it means God's right and does his most divine work in it. So if you're in a hard right now, and if you're in a hard like I'm in a hard, where even Christmas, for the first time in my life, I literally want it to just go. I just want it to be over because I feel like it's one more thing. Like I'm like, I'm not able to fulfill for my family. I'm not able to do. But I think even in that, God is dealing with something in my life to be like, what, what is that? What is that? I am it's the gift of my presence. What, what is that, that you don't want to lean into? And so all that to say, for those of you that are listening that are in the heart right now, like you're in it, you just don't even know what's going on. May you just really like, just know that God is with you and he's doing something so remarkable. And perhaps even the word I'm sharing with you, you can grab hold of this. It doesn't have to be my word. It's a word. Maybe you're hearing today and you're like, you know what? I am going to grab hold that there's going to be a hallmark of God's faithfulness. I'm going to go through the finest fire, that hallmarking, that stamping, that purity, that work to see the faithfulness of God. And he's going to get me through because when we're faithless, he remains faithful. It's his attribute. The faithfulness of God has nothing to do with what he gives us, how the outcomes are. It's who his character is that we're anchored to. And so going into 2024, I actually received this word. And when we bought the house, thinking it was going to be completely different. And now coming to 2024, I'm in this wave of, oh, I'm understanding now that this is actually the word that I'm walking in and through into 2024. Yeah. Wow. There are so many thoughts flying through my head as a result of everything that you've just shared. Like that is profound on so many levels. Like imagine if we could have them first mindset when we receive a word from Mm God that what is going to be tested? Like what is going to be tested in order to work through, to get to the other side of the, the fulfillment of that word in our lives, right? Like, you know, you think about that and you use that word as an example and you, we don't, we don't do that humanly. Like our human, for some reason, our first human response is, finally, yes, you know, it's like, (laughs) finally God sees me and finally I'm going to receive, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know how we, we mess this up, but it's so funny because again and again and again and again, and when we look back at all the different words that have come through different seasons, words that have brought like great encouragement, words that have literally enlarged our tents, words that have come that have spoken into something that did not yet exist, was not, had not happened. And they were spoken into and began to breathe life into. And we're like, for the first time, like, wow, like God may actually want to use my life for his glory. Something fills us. And yet what follows, what always, I want to say always follows is a season of testing. And I think it's so profound how you said 
that often we, when we receive a word, whether that word comes from something we read in scripture that just speaks to our spirit, it speaks to our circumstance and comes into our spirit and something like connects to it. We know God has a message for us. He wants to tell us something or whether somebody comes and they tell us something, they, they are praying for us and they say, I just got this sense that, and they speak something into our life, whether we hear something in a message, whether we hear something in a song and it just something awakens inside of us often we think that that word is the promise and the fulfillment that we're going to see that fulfillment happen immediately like this is the word i got the word now it's going to happen i'm going to meet the person i'm going to meet the love of my life i got the word i got the promise i'm going to find my house i'm going to get that job i'm going to step into my purpose i know it i have the promise now and yet often the word is a confirmation for us an anchor for us because we're about to go through a season of testing. We're about to go through a refining season, something that in our character, something that we're holding onto. And all I could think about as you were talking, Rhonda, is how often do we hold so tightly onto things that like we believe even God's given us? You know, like there are things that are good. We hold on to our marriage like it's our lifeline. We hold on to our kids, like we've actually got control over their life. We hold on to traditions. We hold on to ways of life, comforts that we have in our way of life, you know, comforts that, that we like it the way that it is. And when things come in and upset those comforts, we, we you realize we hold tightly onto yes, so many yes. things that we're not even conscious of, we're not even really aware of until something comes in and disrupts that very thing that we're holding so tightly onto. And it's so interesting. It's so interesting to see. And, you know, even in my own life, as I, you know, you and I are in a similar stage of life too, where our kids are getting older, right? So for a number of years now, I've been trying to mentally prepare for, they're all, I have four kids and they're all still at home, living at home, which I love. And I'm, I'm, I, that blesses me. I love having them around, but I'm acutely aware that that time is going to come to an end. I want to hold it lightly, but I can feel this tension continually of like, I want to hold on to them tighter than I know God is trying to prepare me for when those days come, that they're going to move on and move out and have their own primary family. My my family isn't going to be their primary family anymore. That's like, that's a crazy, but these kids are gifts that God has given me, mm. but I am meant to actually be open-handed with them. What? Like what? No, they're my promise. They're the gift that God gave me. No, they're not. They're gods. Like I, so, and it's like that with all things. It's like that with all things. I feel myself constantly in that tension of like, okay, let go, hold on tight. Yes. <laughs> let go, hold on tight, lay on the mom guilt. You better show up for this. Da, 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 da. I, I had this hilarious argument, like hilarious argument, but with, with one of my kids, because they were saying, oh, I'm spending Christmas with my significant other at their family. I said, um, excuse me, this is your primary family. That's not even an option. <laughs> and then I, I, you know, and honestly, it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing because I'm actually a very accommodating, laid back person. I And I don't need things to be exactly the same all the time. I really don't. 
But in that moment, I was like, how dare you? How dare you even threaten to choose another family over mine? I felt it. I felt like my fist just closed so tightly. And we had to have a conversation after to, you know, talk about that a little bit. Because I was like, wow, that brought up like a feeling I just didn't expect. Anyways, that's a side tangent. I say all that to say, I think we are on to something, and especially as we prepare for a word for the year. And I wonder if part of this journey is, you know, in the seeking, in the listening, in the posturing to hear, okay, God, where are you at work in my life right now, in my circumstance? What are you speaking? What if we actually could take time to ask a secondary question, God, how might you want to refine me? How are you preparing me? How are you going to test me in the revelation and the understanding? Because part of what God's doing in your life is around the faithfulness of God. And I almost can hear God's question to you, Rhonda, like, do you know that I'm faithful? Rhonda, am I faithful? Rhonda, do you trust that I'm going to be faithful? Right? And so it's like you're in a literal walking out of these testing questions. But imagine if we just flip the score, we get the word, the word's like, yes, oh, yes, a season of joy is ahead, praise up. But what if we flip it and say, okay, God, how will my joy be tested? How will your faithfulness, my trust in your faithfulness be tested? How will, so my word that I'm sensing, um, for 2024 is the word rest. And interestingly enough, like this word for me didn't come out of like this big, like, like revelation, like this crazy moment or anything. But I really just sense that there's an invitation. It's part of my word last year was come. It was part of an invitation, come into my presence, come and be with me, entering into that space of, of really, um, learning my identity in the being space, not just the doing space, sitting in that space. But I just sensed there's a beautiful scripture in Hebrews 4.11, let us therefore be diligent to enter into that rest. And it's so, it was such an interesting contrast for me because there's a diligence, Mm. there's an actual intentionality, there's an actual, like almost like there's a doing side to entering into what has been promised and the promise is the rest. And I feel like a couple years ago, God did give me a layer of revelation around this, around working from a place of rest, from the place, the gift of rest, right? God created for six days and then he rested. And that resting place was the gift. That was the new, that was the new place, the invitation come into this rest. All the work has been done, come into my rest. And so I know God just wants to take a deeper revelation, but I did not, as God's given me this word in it, and it's sort of been unpacking over the last few weeks, I have not asked the question, Lord, how are you going to be testing rest? Where am I going to have to contend for rest? Where, you know, and I just, I think that in this season, um, and, and I'm not even just talking about me personally, but you see in the world there's just such an unrest everywhere. There is such a a heightened anxiety around everything. There's so much uncertainty everywhere you look. And so part of it is just this invitation into 
Can you trust me? Will you live in my rest, in my provision of rest? But how is that going to be tested? How am I going to need to contend for that rest? Where is the enemy going to want to come in and actually rob rest in this season? And so just in that mindset, I'm like, okay, God, prepare me. Cause you're like, Ooh, a year of rest. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> like wonderful. Like I want to go deeper in this understanding and revelation, but how is that going to be tested? How is that going to be tried? What is going to be the trials and the tribulations and the walking out? What's that going to look like? Cause again, our minds go right to sweet, no pressure, no stress, <laughs> instead of like, no, there's probably going to be more pressure and maybe more stress. And are you going to contend? Are you going to hold? Are you going to trust? Are you going to live differently? And are you going to let me put my finger on the areas of your life that you're, you've got closed fisted, you're holding onto, you're not living in rest. You're being robbed of the life that I've promised. And that's the like side of like, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> like, I wonder if we should be praying for words that are like on the harder side. Yeah, like, maybe. Like, should we be praying for words of like, like patience and <laughs> like all of these like testing oh. words, right? Okay. God put me in the fire. Like, should we be praying like that? <laughs> oh, so true. And it's not, yeah, it's not meant to bring fear, but no, I think you're no, recognizing no that this is actually where the divine work happens. Yeah, yeah. It's not in the ease. It's not where it's easy. Yeah. And God will go to those areas because that's where freedom is. And that's where intimacy is. And that's where the being space is. And it's hard and it's yucky, but also it's so beautiful. And you're beautifully, sweetly broken. Like it's, that's where humility comes, like, like dependency on God. All of these things versus self, all the things that feel good, but they're actually, those things are also very robbing. But it it also makes us appreciate the breakthroughs because even in it, there's going to be the miraculous. You're going to experience incredible rest and you're going to experience the joy of all of it, but it will be both and. And I think that's what we don't, I, I think that's what we're kind of saying today. We swing to the one side, not recognizing it's going to be both and. doesn't mean it's going to be all hard, but there's going to be an element of hard to be able to experience the joy of the other side. And there's an intentionality and awareness to it. And I I think it's so funny that it still catches me off guard. But maybe, maybe deep, deep down, maybe we think that way, Laura, because it built in us is a desire for home in heaven that's perfect. So maybe that's sometimes, that's where our hearts go because there'll be a day. Well, there'll be zero wrestling. There'll be zero tears. There'll be zero suffering. There'll be zero contending. And maybe that's part of why yeah. our hearts go yeah, there. Yeah, there's a bit of a vision already, already built there. right into our spirit. A stamp of eternity in for our that, in our spirit. Place. Yeah. Of for, and for that reality. For that for that reality of the promise. It's a yeah. it's a full fulfillment of the promise yeah. on the other side. No but we're tears. on the pieces of the planks to the promise. And that's what it looks like. And I <laughs> yeah. you know, I know if those of you watch on you know, come to Life Center or if you can have access to lifecenter.org, please go and look at Pastor Jason's message. It was in December. He talked about uh, the just, last the last Sunday of or November. November, sorry, the last, last Sunday, Sunday yeah. of November. That's when it was. Sorry. You you need to listen to it. You will be so touched. So last summer of November, 2023, you will hear about pieces of the plank, about Paul's journey on the ship and the shipwreck and all that happened, but just how encouraging it's going to be when you find yourself in that situation. And I believe that was a very prophetic word. When you talk to so many people, it's been 
not a coincidence that so many people are experiencing so much chaos and unexpected, right? Unexpected crisis or just things blowing apart or feeling extreme anxiety, overwhelmed. And it's just come on this strange whirlwind. So many people I'm talking to this year has felt very different. Yeah. And so this might, there would be a very encouraging word for you. And it's just hold on to the pieces of the plank for the promise. And that's kind of what life is. We're on a road. Are there a road trip to our destination? Heaven's our destination, but it's a road trip with lots of detours, lots of different terrain, broken down vehicles, problems, beautiful scenery, difficult scenery, off-roading, on the highway, you name it. Stuck in the mud. <laughs> Stuck in the mud, which I am right now. Or you might be you know, you, like a shipwreck. You get onto a boat and it's beautiful. You're sailing. Then all of a sudden, everything blows apart. And what happens? All your belongings are lost at sea. Yeah, you chuck everything. You chuck everything. And what remains? What God gives you, but he's bringing, he's not going to leave you. You won't drown. You're not going to be overwhelmed by it, but you're going to, there's going to be a huge season of letting go. And it's going to be like really difficult. And you'll have a choice to either just let yourself drown in it or to lean onto God. And those are those situations. They're not everyone. Those are extreme situations. Yeah. But this is our season to say, let go and let God have his sovereign way and bring us across, but not just to get through it. I don't want to just get through things. And I mm-hmm. think that might be something I've learned in my, you know, going into this season of my life. I've learned in the past seasons, just get through it. Mm-hmm. I just want to get through it. I just want to get to the other side. I want it to be all over. I can't wait till this is all over. Hmm. Now I'm like, okay, God, what are you teaching me? Because your most divine stuff is happening now. And if I don't lean into it, I'm actually going to have the repercussion on the other mm-hmm. side that's worse. Mm-hmm. Well, also you're going to miss, you're that's actually exactly. going to miss the miracles. You're going to miss yeah. the provisions. You're going to miss the gold. Yeah. You're going to miss the beauty. Like they, there's beauty to behold as you go through the seasons too yes there's there's refining and there's fire and there's pain and it's hard all of that too but there's also beauty and if you just bury your head and you're like i just need to get through this i just need to get to the other side i need this to be in my past i need this to be over you will miss you will miss it all the beauty all the lessons all the learning all the anchoring all of the character development like there's so i mean we we all know because when we go through trials, it is when we grow the most. It's when we learn the most. It's when we be, we change the most. We transform the most. Like these are all beautiful things. They don't happen when everything is perfect and everything is going well. And we're like on, you know, on the cruise ship, just cruising yeah. along, living our best lives. It doesn't happen in that. It's in these seasons when it's hard, when we have to dig so deep, when we're not sure if we're going to make it. We're actually not sure if we're going to make it. Like yeah. that's when God can do his most powerful, most deep, oh. most transforming work inside of us. And so it's true. It's true. I love that, Lauren. Yeah, I think that's exactly because on the other side, if you don't, if we just get through it, for example, would be when Jay had cancer, I just got through it. I was like, I just want to get to the other side. I'm going to bury my house, my heart, like my head and heart into work and just turn off the valve of any emotional space that I'm not accessible emotionally. I'm not going to deal with the fear. I'm not going to deal with any of the anxiety that comes with cancer diagnosis. No, I'm just going to work. I've got it. I'm okay. And two years after was I had to unpack all the emotional damage I had done to myself I had done even to Jay, I was not accessible to our family. All of these unhealthy ways of coping with fear, I didn't lead it into Jesus. I leaned into work, became a bit of a workaholic because I was able to just distract myself 
instead of leaning in and letting God do something. That took me a couple years to unpack through counseling, through freedom ministry, through lots of honest conversation, through I had a lot of shame coming out of that, of how I handled things in my own life, you know, all of it. And so what I'm saying from this time now, learn, leaning, that was a very difficult season. This is now 10 years. Isn't this crazy? Jay and I were talking about this last night. We are almost 10, we are 10 years away. Cancer was 10 years ago. Wow. I was like, it's not a coincidence that we are 25 years of marriage, Another 10 years, a milestone, like wow. this milestone year in so many different ways wow. that we're going through a major trial, but we're doing it very different. Okay. And I actually said to Jay this morning when we were coming, I was to talk about, are we going to be podcasting? I said, you know, I recognize I learned so much through doing it the wrong way mm. that I want to do this the right way. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. really want to be different. Yeah. I want to be open. I want to be accessible to people. I want to let God do something that's not surface, that's vulnerable and real and broken. And that's where the strength comes. That's where the beauty comes. And to rely, even like I talked about asking people for help or saying like, I'm overwhelmed today. I need prayer. Instead of like, oh, I've got this. Letting people in you know, hugging Jay and saying like, I need, we need each other. Let's pray. Like, we'll just ask God. Like, this is very, very different. Right. So this is not to make you feel discouraged. If you've handled the season, not great. God will get, God will give you another opportunity. And the beautiful thing is you can do it very different and you can actually grow. And I, I don't want to get on the other side of this and be like, wow, I, I, I'm not going to do this perfectly. That's the thing. We're not talking about perfection here, but we're talking about walking in independency with God and letting God do a work that is real, shedding false self, shedding pride, independence, all of those things. And so these trials are producing something far greater. And the comfort you receive from people, from God, like through people from God mm-hmm. is what we're able to give in mm-hmm. such a deeper compassionate way. I know my empathy is growing. I know I am recognizing even when I walk in a store, I'm cr- I actually cried the other day talking to someone <laughs> who did my online order cause she lost her husband. And I'm, I just said like, I just pray for you this year and she's getting teary. I'm getting teary. I'm like, would I have felt this way wow. probably a month ago or well, actually two months ago, wow. probably not. But it's like in this, because I'm so raw, Wow! it's like I've, I recognize that God's showing me how so many people are, this is where I'm at, gives me the eyes to see. your capacity for yeah. compassion. Yeah, for compassion. Yeah. To minister, to be in this space with yeah. people that are having, such a hard going time. through difficult. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Yeah. So wow. all that to say, you know, that's the, the gift. Yeah. And we talk about like you, you will have repercussions, meaning it's not punishment, but if we don't lean in. We miss a treasure, it but we also again. do something damaging that we're it, not it recognizing. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't just yeah. go away. No, it doesn't go away because you're doing something in your own strength that is actually destructive that you may not recognize. But if we can open our hands and say, God, just show me like yeah. I want to lean into the rawest and the hardest spaces of this mm-hmm. so I can be different and mm-hmm. I can actually let you intimately mm-hmm. into that space so you can help me to behold, like mm-hmm. behold you, to behold people to behold the miracle and mm-hmm. you can you can mm-hmm. you yeah. can yeah. i'm really weepy today because i'm in it and yeah. so if you're in it yeah it's possible it is it's possible to be uh grateful 
and extremely overwhelmed all at the same time. Yeah. That's the wrestle. Mm-hmm. It's both and, but it's this complete wrestling where you have this, you turn it over, you wrestle it, you surrender, yeah. you wrestle. It. That's the turnover. So and please inviting don't. The Holy yeah. Spirit. Inviting the Holy Spirit. Come in. right in. Yeah. It, right yeah. into the brokenness, right yeah. into the sadness, yeah. right into the loss and the grief yeah. and the devastation and the disappointment and yeah all the spaces that are not as they should be, that are not as you thought they were going to be. When things do not turn out the way that you imagined that they would, it's just inviting God's presence, the Holy Spirit of God in every single day. And then inviting those that are around you into those spaces, people that can love you, care for you, pray for you, walk with you, carry the burden with you like all of these things are such a joy and such an honor such an honor that we can do with one another for one another and then I just love how God gives you the ability even in the midst of that to then just in moments and glimpses carry the burden of somebody else a stranger absolutely right like to go like yeah like I am walking my own grief I can't imagine what you've been through I'm so sorry like yeah. I'm with you in this. I pray that you have comfort and hope in the midst of it's so beautiful. Like yeah. it's so beautiful. So thank you, Rhonda, for just leading us in, in vulnerability in all of what you're going through. Cause it is trim as, as much as it probably feels so uncomfortable to just be so open in that space. Cause you literally feel exposed and vulnerable. It also is so profoundly ministering. Like it also is so profoundly connecting to the deepest places of us who are walking with you about the things that we're navigating too. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. I I so appreciate that. Well, we hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. We encourage you as you lean into seeking the Holy Spirit, seeking God, seeking his presence for what it is that he wants to anchor you to this year. Remember to go one layer deeper and just ask him to prepare you for what is to come. Ask him what it is that you're going to have to contend for just so that you can be ready, not out of fear. You don't, we, this, this whole conversation today is not about like doom and gloom. We're not trying to place no, a cloud over God's <laughs> no. like word over your life at all, but we want to go into it prepared. We don't want to be completely like disillusioned and actually like when you think of Paul in the shipwreck you keep referencing this when you think of Paul in the shipwreck the God told him you're not going to lose your life no one on the ship is going to die you're going to get to the other side Paul's the only one that knew but he knew he absolutely knew but he didn't know that they were going to lose all the cargo (laughs) he didn't they didn't know that like he didn't know how that was going to come to be they lost everything but it was he had the promise. He had the promise that carried him through. So God wants to give us a promise that's going to carry us through whatever it is that we're going to walk. But let's be prepared. Let's be prepared. There might be a shipwreck on the way yeah. where there's planks and there's pieces and there's provisions and he's with us and he'll never leave us. And we can be encouraged and strengthened in that. The result is the hard stuff's going to come anyways. We might as well do it with God. Oh, we might as well so do it with true. him. We might as well bring him and go with him and trust him and trust that he has the provisions for us. So we just encourage you as you're processing this year, thinking about this, as you're going through your prayer and fasting time, just let God speak to you and let him just prepare you for what is to come in a beautiful way because he is with you. He is with you. He is with you. He is with you. Well, we love you so much. We hope you have a great day today. <laughs>